Yeah, so I'm Austin Summers. I'm a professional dating coach. I've been in this space since 2014, but I started game in 2012. Uh, actually, I did my first approach in 2013, so it's been like almost 10 years of, yeah, it's crazy, like a decade of going out. So, yeah, and I just teach guys. I do uh, in-person immersion programs. I do online mentorships, and I put out YouTube videos. Some of my videos, I go meet porn stars. Some of them, I just like meet regular girls on the street. So I kind of have a lot of varied uh, content and then a lot of you know, philosophy stuff and just basic tips and stuff. So yeah, it's pretty much yeah. it. I, I talked a lot about your work because my buddy, we were at the club in Miami. I was visiting, visiting my, Miami. Um, my buddy's name is Pablo. I was staying at his place. We went to a few clubs, picking up some chicks. And he kept bringing up the word Polnesh, Polnesh, Polnesh. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck does that mean, bro? He's like, bro, watch Austin Summers. So after I came back from Miami, back to California, I started watching a bunch of your videos. I remember seeing your videos when I was younger, probably when I was around like 15, 16 as well. And <laughs> yeah, dude, I, was, I remember seeing your videos go viral on YouTube. And then uh, I started watching more of your work and you talked a lot about self-amusement and self-entertainment and being playful, which... I always talk about as well in my podcast and some my mentors as well, like Corey Wayne. I don't know if you know who he is. Um, he talks a lot about being playful and that's something a lot of red pill dudes or a lot of dudes in the manosphere J are just, they're just super serious all the time. So I really like how you bring in the being playful and things like that for sure. Yeah. Well, to be honest, that's like one of the traits of, uh, that's good in game. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's my fault because I I uh, haven't didn't upload as much as I should have, uh, but uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of different qualities that women look for. It's not just a man who's able to express himself because being able to express yourself means that you are people don't tell you to shut the fuck up. Basically, it's it denotes high status if you're able to express yourself in the ways that you want to. Uh, women look at you as a high status person because a lot of people are stifled most men are stifled they're trapped in their head and they're not able to express themselves and that is usually as a result of being always having a superior above you telling you what to do but uh yeah being a free individual is like a really attractive thing and it shows that you're like a boss so yeah yeah for sure i remember watching your first video on youtube and it was just you jumping into this fucking frozen ass fucking in the cold ass water and you were just having fun and uh that's the one thing I, I really i really like teaching guys as well is you know just be yourself have fun stop caring it shows women that you don't give a fuck and yeah you're gonna stand out compared to most guys who are fearful of you know looking stupid or looking dumb whatever so yep and then uh where, where so what was your first video on youtube when did you first start on youtube was that your first or? oh so yeah uh, i i was part of a uh a channel called honest signals back in the day and it was like me and my old mentor vadim so i actually started helping him in 2014 i believe is that the year yeah 2014 wow and uh yeah one of the things that actually got me that position was First of all, when I found him, I was like, dude, this guy is the best game I've ever seen. Um, there wasn't really much infield on YouTube that was good. Um, right. Mostly it was like simple pickup back when I was, which <laughs> people don't even know that name anymore. I, I used to watch it. Like, I used to watch it. 
Yeah, they had like four million subscribers, then they just they disappeared. Just disappeared and did different business stuff and they had a falling out and whatever. And now no one knows about them. But uh yeah, they 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 gave huge exposure to game and pickup, so it's kinda cool. But uh they're none of them had really particularly good game. So I found uh Vadim and I was like, damn, this guy has really cool style and like great verbals and like you know strong masculine frame and i was like damn so anyway i i met him in real life and i i volunteered to uh help him out and the thing that clutched me that job was i basically uh i paid a ticket to go film him at ultra music festival because he was looking for a, a a camera guy for that yep and i paid for my own ticket went there and filmed the whole day and then they pulled and as i'm like filming i noticed there's like one percent battery left and i'm like fuck i have to like manage this well to get the whole pole so i have like shot him and walk into the car and then like turn off the camera and then like turn it back on and start recording and like them driving away and like just as i got the shot of them driving away like the camera dies and i was like yes like i just got like fuck the- yeah and he saw that footage he was like fuck dude all right you have to come <laughs> with me to canada and then i went with him to canada and uh yeah uh, I kind of, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't know if, how much you want my backstory, but yeah, one of the yeah, things bro. I did was I uh, I gamed on my own for a year. And uh, the first three months, this is why I recommend, I don't know if you do any coaching, but I'd recommend your listeners take a program with you because if they do, they're going to save a lot of time. I, my first three months, I didn't do a single approach. I just was like listening to theory and stuff. And then the the guy who got me to take do my first approach is actually Paul Jenka. I I was listening to a video of his, and he's like, "If you're listening to this program, you made it to this point, and you haven't approached. You should probably just do it right now." So I just went outside in my college dorm and just went and did an approach, and uh, it actually didn't go that poorly. And then the next second, third, fourth approaches were really bad, but <laughs> I didn't understand about like how to approach technically, and you know, just got to get it over with. And then from there, I, I dropped out of university. I was like, I don't, I don't think this is for me. It's basically, I, I just saw it as people just being like programmed to do like NPCs jobs. Yeah, basically that. And I was like, <laughs> I want to be rich and free. And I, I don't want to be, I, I didn't, I didn't like what it was like. I didn't like the outcome that I saw from university for what yeah. it produced in society from people. And Anyway, and I, I wanted a game, so I took some money I'd saved up. I, I ran like a painting business, and I took some money I saved up, and I just did a free solo backpacking trip to Europe and, uh, you know, a new, new city every one to two weeks and just met girls every single day, and you're constantly socializing. You're in different uh, cities. You're in different countries. You're talking to different girls and also just socializing with people at uh, those hostels and stuff in Europe. I recommend everyone do, do a backpacking trip like that. And uh, yeah, back in the day there was couch surfing too. So I would stay with people for free and uh, you get to socialize with them as well. And what, one thing that I, I noticed, you know, like some rich people are kind of like not nice and they're actually kind of rude. It's yeah. because they have the money, so they don't have to do anything with their personality to get something. And I think one of the cool things about doing things that forces you to make your personality come out 
is that it, it does that, right? It exerts an effort, a, a force on yourself to make your personality come out. So when you do game, you have to use your personality and yep. your masculinity, your leadership, your charisma to get a result. Um, when you stay with people for free, you actually have to be nice and kind and thoughtful and like, you know, bring out good vibes. And so it's kind of like that bridging that gap is, is, is cool. And if you use your personality, you can actually supercharge personality so you can get like sense of humor and, uh, you know, you can live a more interesting, cool life and meet more interesting, cool people, uh, uh, rather than just using money to get everything. But anyway, I want to yeah. No, it's good. But yeah, I remember uh, we went to a car meet. Me and, my, me and my best friend went to a car meet and we, we saw some dude. He had an Audi R8, like super nice fucking car, all souped up. And he had some girl with him. And she was a total, total thought using him for his money, um, total gold digger. And this guy, we were trying to talk to him and because we want to learn about stocks because that's how he made most of his, most of his money. Um, and he was just a total simp for this one girl. I'm like, bro, she doesn't even like you. She's not even into you. Like, then you start watching some of my videos and then you start watching and following some of my work. And then he actually started to get better with women, which is pretty awesome. But yeah, I noticed that a lot of guys who have a lot of money, yeah, they, they could just get girls by flashing their cars and stuff, but it's not, it's nothing long-term. You know, the girl's not going to be happy. He's not going to be happy. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's one thing I noticed as well. Yeah, I guess one thing about that yeah if it, so there are guys that they think that if they just hustle and work hard and just accumulate a, a lot of money then they will have girls that are just getting wet over them <laughs> yeah but there's there's two different mating strategies that women have right there's a short-term mating strategy and then there's a long-term mating strategy so for long-term mating strategy it's it's good to have st stability dependability uh uh you know great financial prospects and uh ambitiousness is attractive as well but yeah if you already have it you don't really need much ambition <laughs> past that point yeah but um so there's that aspect and i have a lot of clients that you know they just thought that if they get a lot of money then girls will just drop their panties and be you know flooding their basements over them but that's not how it works so um but the other the other thing is by and that's why there's no women lining up at like crypto conventions to meet guys <laughs> and there's no women like you know masturbating to warren buffett um actually a side note one of the reasons why women find extremely older men less attractive is that they are likely to die and therefore not be able to uh provide resources for her and her offspring right, right? But uh, you know what? Another interesting thing is men are seen as most attractive in their 30s. And that kind of like goes along with the role of Tomasi. 35 is like when men hit their peak SMV, provided they're working yep. on themselves. Yep. Because men in their 30s are the best hunters. So men in their 20s are more athletic. But the, the decrease in athleticism you have in your 30s is not so negative and then the out the the like really important thing is that you have a high uh skill and wisdom about what you're doing so right. uh, you see the two like uh, some of the best athletes in the world are in their 30s right they just have a lot of time put into this uh and their body has only just started to decline but anyway that that's like a psychological thing too 
But anyway, uh, the uh, in terms of money, like the the qualities that make you money, oftentimes are the qualities that make you attractive in general. So, I agree. Uh, so, for example, like learning, and this is why I talk to uh, to guys about like. I think the best order to learn things is probably, man, th there's some debate on this, but game first, then health, and then uh, business. So if, if you have no no reason to do anything, you're not going to do it. So just being like interested in health stuff for the sake of it, you're not going to be that motivated. But if you're like, I want to get in shape to fuck a girl, that motivates you. Or if you say like, I want to... Uh, you know, make money to fuck more girls to like, you know, have a lifestyle or be able to offer cool experiences or and a lot of times too, money, money helps more in the retention of girls because you can give them a cool lifestyle. Right. Yeah. But anyway, if I rant too long, let me know. I don't want to <laughs> go on too long. I could literally, t you could give me a topic. I'll just go on it for three hours. <laughs> yeah, bro. That Yeah. You're good at that shit. It's fucking, it's pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, dude. So when did you first, like, were you always good with women or did you have to, when, what was like a breaking point? Cause usually a lot of guys, they experience a heartbreak, you know, they find a mentor and then they start learning from him. So how, how, how did you go for you? Yeah. So I'd say I've always been a pretty, I think my, everyone has their own strengths and weaknesses with girls, right? Some of my strengths are, I'm pretty intelligent. Uh, I have a good sense of humor and I like to learn about a lot of things so I can relate to, a, to a lot of people. Um, but I think my IQ is so high that it decreases my EQ. So they say any point of intelligence above 120 decreases your EQ, <laughs> like your emotional hmm. intelligence, basically. Right. So yeah, so I had that, um, Growing up, I was kind of nervous around girls, but in middle school, I, I was actually somewhat popular and in, into until the point of high school. So if you're listening, you don't know what that is. It's basically like seventh through ninth grade or sorry, six, six through eighth grade. Uh, I was pretty, I was actually kind of popular with girls in seventh grade, but then what happened is my, I had like extremely traumatic series of events. It was like my mom passed away when I was 12, my stepdad cut off contact with me. I left all of my friends, went down to my dad's house. My dad wasn't the, the most supportive uh, or caring parent. And I got pushed through window. So I got like 150 stitches, 56 staples, almost died. Just like all this happened so quickly. And then, yeah, over the course of, I think the summer after eighth grade, it's just like all the, uh, the depression just like spiraled out of control. <laughs> so, yeah. And there's the one thing that if everyone hears, anyone listening has dealt with uh, uh, someone dying in their family, it was like, there's like stages of bereavement, like stages that happen after someone that close to you dies. The first one is denial. So you just like, you just don't even, you just act like it didn't happen. So that was right. literally for a year of my life. I was just like, yeah, everything's fine. Like nothing really happened. And, uh, and I, I cried when my mom died, like when, when I was with her and I saw her passing away, I was like obviously crying. But then yeah, like the day after, it just felt like we it felt like, okay, wake up, say hi to my mom. Oh, she's not here. 
it, it just it was weird. It was I was like in denial. And then the second stage, I think, is bargaining. Is it bargaining? I don't know. But one of the phases is is uh, depression. <laughs> it's like you just get really sad. Uh, right. So yeah, that happened. That lasted for like, I think, three years of high school or four. I don't know. Um, yeah. And I, I skipped school a lot. It's weird. I had the classes. I either got like A's or F's in my classes. <laughs> I, yeah. just, I went from like a straight A student to like, a's and f's which is weird um and yeah and I, that that is the thing that made me bad with girls just like intense trauma and then a large period of time where i was just like completely in isolation and not uh talking to people and uh yeah like some days i would i would go to school but like i didn't want to go to class because i was just so sad and depressed so i'd literally just go sit in the bathroom and like just sleep in the bathroom <laughs> it was fucking yeah, it was really <laughs> um yeah and then my diet was just horrible like everything was just it was just like a negative spiral right and uh yeah so that was very bad <laughs> but so i didn't really the the time of my life where i should have been like connecting with girls and having my first experiences and stuff uh, I was just kind of like in a very bad place where, right. you know, I went from people like liking being around me to like just being like a dark, toxic person. I see. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. And then I worked my way out of that. So I did some self-development stuff for a while. Um, and then I uh, started learning game. And then like, I don't even know when it was. Was it like maybe I don't I don't remember actually how long it was from the time I I have to get my story straight. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make a video called uh it'll be called like uh because my course is called game transformation. So I wanna right. make a whole video of my game transformation. I have like photos and videos from the past where I was like, you know, not a person you would want to associate with to uh you know. The whole progression of learning game because a lot of people that like it's a epiphany for guys that they can learn this right so yeah i think by showing my own transformation which most people don't have footage or videos or pictures or a story of how they transformed right or you just yeah. have to take it off of, of like faith oh he got better okay yeah so that, that's one thing marketing something to me is telling me the truth <laughs> Versus if they can actually see the entire transformation, but yeah, yeah, that's that's the one thing is uh, for sure is I like how you know you didn't go straight into trying to learn about girls from like a heartbreak. You actually had to uh, learn that hey, I was closed off. You know, you had to self-diagnose yourself and you had to change something within yourself first. Yeah. I think that's the most important thing for a lot of guys who have you know issues, and it usually comes from family. You know, most of your issues and your self-esteem will come from how you're raised by your family. Or if you had a bad father, or lack of father, these are all things that, you know, play a role in, in girls and guys' lives. So if you don't self-diagnose yourself, you don't see how how you grew up and you don't see like how you could change that for yourself, then you're never gonna be good with other people. Because if you don't love yourself, how's anyone else gonna love you? You know? So that's that's the big thing for sure. Yep. And uh, one thing about Corey Wayne, I don't do you know who Corey Wayne is? Yeah, I've seen some of his videos. I think he, he does like more general advice, but he's been married for like he's he's married, right? 
He was married. He was married. He, he and he got divorced. Oh. And then yeah, and then he started talking about all that other stuff about <laughs> what he learned from his past relationship. Um, but that's the one thing I noticed about Corey Wayne is he didn't have any like testimonies. He didn't have any infield footage. And so that's kind of where I started on TikTok was I was posting videos of me just getting random girls on the streets, you know, making out with random girls I met and just having fun because um, I saw like there's a lack of that content that I liked. Um, so I kind of wanted to mix in Danny Duncan and like or like the minorities with some very oh, yeah. powerful knowledge. Dude, fun fact that the minorities got inspired by Honest Signals back in the day. Really? That's, what they, that's why they started. Yeah. <laughs> and they Hell started yeah. with mostly uh, pickup videos. And then they they slowly transitioned away. Yeah, dude, it's it's pretty awesome. Like, I wish, but you know, that's the thing is about the minorities and Dane Duncan. They don't really talk about like a mindset and like having healthy relationships. Um, so that's why I was like, yeah, I want to mix both. You know, I think that's yeah. education and entertainment is super awesome. Yeah, it's hard to strike that balance too because if you it do is. too much in- information, people tune tune it out, and if yep. you do too much entertainment, it's just like you're not contributing anything to the world that's kind of like mind numbing so yeah yeah you gotta strike the balance edutainment exactly and so how old were you when you first started like this journey of self was this after high school or was when did you like start learning about this stuff yeah i don't know you could define self-development in a lot of ways but i'd say the big steps i took where i moved away from my dad Mm -hmm. um i uh, started meditating. I started lifting weights. Um, I started building a social life, uh, even if it wasn't the best one. And I uh, started getting involved in sports. So I played ultimate Frisbee. You get some community there. I think a That's lot of people broke your are nose. sad or depressed. The, the only thing they really need is community. It's like, and you know, at the yeah. end of the, at the end of your life, you're just going to remember memories you have with friends and, you know, experiences you have with people. So yeah, you have to build a community like human beings are not meant to be lone wolves. <laughs> we like need right. other people. Um, the Sigma, so. the Sigma, Sigma, Sigma <laughs> grind set. <laughs> Dude, that Those dudes on entrepreneur account is probably my favorite uh, account of all time. It's like E-N-T-R-A-P-A, wait, P- yeah, this is it. <laughs> this, they just post uh, memes parody. or what? Yeah, they post. It's a combination of stuff. They just parody the entire like. Uh, it's like the whole money Instagram account. So th- this is it. It's called. Oh, like the the motivation, the motivation shit. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's one of my. That's posts. comedy. Yeah, I love I love Danny Duncan too. It's just like he's very fun. Does whatever the fuck he wants not worried, worried about consequences yeah that's that's the one thing is like i feel like being like i think the word the word alpha so many guys take the word like seriously like i gotta be serious dude you know um but i see danny duncan as an alpha male as well like he does whatever the fuck he wants to do he doesn't care yeah and that's the one thing is like yeah there's different types of alpha males and that's the kind of alpha male i want other guys to be like as well and i think that that does well with women with learning about women understanding women and women do better and they have more fun um they open up better with guys like that for sure yeah and, and it depends on the because what alpha basically means it, it relates back to the dominance hierarchy in human beings and it's like there's more 
higher status men and then there's lower status men. So there's like a continuum, a spectrum. And that exists in a lot of different communities too. So like, for example, if a girl really likes athletes, she's going to see like a wide receiver as higher status than like, uh, you know, placeholder kicker thing. Uh, or she's going to see like, or like the water boy or whatever. Right. Um, and she's going to also prioritize athletes because she respects them more than some guy who's just like really good at solving financial uh, equations. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, if a girl's like in the financial industry, she's going to like that guy, Sam Bankman Freed, the guy who started <laughs> the guy who scammed his, fucking everybody. <laughs> yeah. His like main chick, like also owned like a financial firm. So of course she's going to look up to him. Right. Fucking so nerds. Talk about who this, uh, this, uh, what's it called? Like an athlete or something. She wants guys that are like financially dominant, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so but I think in general too, it's it, the, the overall traits of guys that are high status or they're less, they don't care what other people think. They're not super reactive to the thoughts and opinions of others. And they're also not super reactive in general or like jarry like that, or, uh, they don't, they don't like hyper react or move when things happen. Uh, what else? When they speak, people listen, uh, typically they have like great voices. Um, what else? Yeah. They basically do what they want and they, people follow them. I think that's a huge trait too. It's just leadership. It's not just like the traits of a good leader, but people just generally gravitate to them, listen to what they have to say, uh, follow their lead and yeah. Yeah, I agree 100%. And I remember I was watching a, your first podcast that you created, the Austin Summers podcast. It was, it was on YouTube. And uh, you talked a little bit about the pros and cons of being a natural. And I could I, I could kind of understand why um, there are some pros and cons to being natural, uh, natural with women. So did you want to like expand more on like what the pros and cons are? Yeah, so if you're naturally good with girls... Um, in terms of like women just typically like you, you oftentimes just have a very short dating career. You basically like you date until you're like 23 or 24 and then you get married. Like there's a lot of uh, guys that they, they just, they just, yeah, whatever, you know, they just find a girl they like and they settle down really, really early on. Um, another thing too, is they're, they're less able to direct their energies to what they want. So, um, let's say they have a bad night, they're more likely to spiral out of control and they can't just, they don't know the steps to get them in the zone again. Because oftentimes, oftentimes naturals will anchor their confidence on things externally like uh, alcohol. So like hmm. if they have their alcohol, they're able to go out and approach, but you know, not without it. So um, I think what's cool about learning game is that you can anchor it internally. So it's like, I, you know, I'm able to go out. I know I have this skill set. I don't need anything externally. I don't need alcohol. I don't need a stimulant. I don't need my friend group that I usually go out with. That's another thing is that naturals will like in their own friend group and their environment where they're comfortable, they can, they can connect with people very easily and meet girls easily. But if you drop them in a new city, I have this thing, I'm, I'm making a video on, uh, on alcohol. That's why I mentioned it a couple of times, but it's like, uh, to get the exact line that I put in here. It's like, uh, yeah. 
you could drop me blindfolded and naked into a random city and I could get laid. Like I just have the skill set. I, I have the fundamental trust in myself and my abilities. Um, yeah. And when you learn how to do game, you learn that, you know, from the process of it, uh, you develop core confidence. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that really is the right answer. I have to actually think I'm more, to be honest, I'm, I feel like my improv ability is pretty good for like content, but I'm a much better. If I just like, if you just lock me in a room for two days, I'll, I'll write the best piece of content that exists on anything in this space. But, uh, on the fly, I don't really have that many great answers, but, uh, yeah. What, what else? Another thing I noticed as well is like guys who are naturally good. They don't have any reason to be better. Like they're already, it's just like, Oh, I'm, I'm good enough. It's like, I'm at like, I'm at a good enough level where I don't need to try any harder. But I feel like the guys who are not good with women, they hit this wall, right? They hit this wall really hard through either a heartbreak, they get cheated on, you know, the girl they really like fucks another dude, right? Things like that. And they hit a wall like, damn, I need to do something. I need to research what I could do to be better with girls, things like that. And then they start somehow passing the natural dude because they actually put an effort and they start learning more. The natural dudes, they don't have any reason to want to learn more. They just, they're just good enough, you know? So yeah, it's true. They let good be the enemy of great. Yeah. When you have a system too, your system just gets more and more dialed in. Like I have a, a CRM that I created basically like a, a way to manage the girls that I'm pursuing. I like to do like a moderate volume strategy when meeting girls. So like if I'm not that into a girl, I just completely eliminate her. If I'm on the fence ever, I just, I just, she's just not in my funnel basically. And then if I do have a girl that, you know, I only pursue the girls that I'm attracted to and the girls that I, you know, not only attracted physically, but I, the energy they give off is positive. I have girls that literally want to fuck me. And every time I see them out, they're like super sweet to me. And they're always like, Hey, let's, and I just literally have to push them away. Cause I just, there's something about their energy that I just don't resonate with it, whether it's too, uh, clingy or like they need the validation or they need the, uh, I don't know. I just, anyway, so I have like a moderate volume strategy and that gets better and better and more refined over time. Whereas, yeah, like you said, a natural, he's just like, yeah, I'm pretty good looking. I'm pretty cool. Girls like me. I can get a girl if I want, but then oftentimes maybe they don't go after the girls that they want, or they don't have that strategy in place to really, I guess, surpass. But that's, that's another thing is like, why do they need to surpass? So what, uh, like, why do you need to surpass what someone's doing? A lot of times when people are most successful in things, they have a, uh, it comes from a place of low self-esteem or, or, uh, what's it called? Yeah. There, these, those are three traits. There's like three traits of really successful people in general. Let yeah. Me, like yeah. most of them have like a chip on their shoulder or like something. Yeah. Yeah. They always want, they always want more. And I wish I could find this. Let me see. They, uh, yeah, here it is. Superiority complex. They think they deserve more than other people. Um, insecurity. They think they'll never be good enough. Uh, they always are pursuing growth. Uh, they want their life to be more interesting. They want more. And then number three is impulse control. So they can control their actions to sacrifice short-term pleasure for long-term success. Right. Those are three traits that all successful people share. There's obviously more traits that like, a certain percentage share, like 
Uh, one would be like high, high conscientiousness, industriousness. Um, yeah, sticking to something. But the insecurity is like, if you're actually like, you're like, fuck, I need more girls or I need hotter girls or like, it's dry. It's this force that drives you to do more and more and more. Um, and yeah, a lot of nationals don't have that. And then the superiority complex is basically like, you believe that you deserve more than other people. And that's like for rich people. That's also for girls. This can also come down to narcissism, but also just high self-esteem. If you have high self-esteem, you do believe that you deserve the greatest things. Like what, when I see a really hot girl, a girl has an epic ass, beautiful, stunning. I'm like, God put her there for me. Yep. <laughs> Why would I let her waste her time with guys who don't understand, you know, the world don't understand nutrition, can't provide epic experiences, aren't financially as well off as I am, aren't as cool, funny, interesting as I am, can't fuck her as well as I can. Like, you have to get into like your inner Andrew Tate and just like start talking about how awesome you are because that literally is attractive to girls. And that's one right. of the reasons why, funny enough, you know, the crazy hot matrix. Have you seen this? No, 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 no. Uh, crazy matrix. It's basically like the hotter you get, the crazier girls are. Oh, yeah. Okay. I saw. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I saw and one of the reasons is because who are the men that believe they are attractive enough to approach and sleep with like tense they're literally insane <laughs> you have to like self-delude yourself to the point where you're like of course this woman that is like a beautiful gift from god is for me because right. who else would she have right i'm literally her only option like you have to right. like, kind of get into this this state and what do they say like uh game breeds narcissism like nothing else right so it's like it's, it's so funny, too, because, like, after you fuck a hot girl, you look in the mirror and you'll be like, God, I'm so fucking good looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was, like, this some chick. She was, like, on this podcast and they were, like, and she's, like, debating a black pillar. And she's, like, yeah, but what about Austin Summerstone? He's not he's not traditionally good looking and he's, like, fucking pretty hot girls and bullying them. And and he's, like, well, I don't, I don't know who that is. I, don't, I have to find the clip. It's pretty funny. But... I'll even see that. And I'll be like, what is she talking about? <laughs> I am like a God. But um, <laughs> yeah, and I think you, there's there's the, the mental part, but then there's also the uh, reality part. So you can have right. the mental part in the beginning. To, it's, a, it's okay to let a little delusion in as long as you do the work necessary to, to you know, get it done. Like, dude, yesterday I hit a hard fucking workout, uh, played ultimate Frisbee, ran around. Today I worked out again. Like, I'm in good physical shape. Uh, I'm in good mental shape. My mindset is super strong. Even when I need, like today, I'm feeling kind of out of it. I didn't sleep very much. Uh, I still force myself to go to the gym, do this podcast, whatever, you know. Uh, right. I think it's important to like have, cultivate a mindset where you can you can do anything. I think that's one of the most attractive things for girls. I, I kind of touched on this before, but there's like the two dual mating strategies, right? There's like yep. uh, short-term mating, long-term mating. Ideally, yeah. you have the traits of both the lover, the guy that can like, he's a bad boy. He's a fucking fuck boy. He's got a bunch of bitches. She's attracted to him. He's a good leader. He's dominant. Uh, he fucks her well. But also the traits of a guy that, you know, good financial prospects, dependable, stable, stable emotions, um, supportive, like all, all the qualities that make a, a great man in the long term and the short term. If you cultivate both of those, then women choose you in general. 
they just go like, you are everything to me. Like you provide me right. all the emotions. I feel secure around you. I also feel like it's thrilling to be around you. Also, when you fuck me, I'm kind of like, wow, this is crazy shit I've never done before. She gets like a wide variety of experiences that she doesn't get with a regular guy. And that's what makes her uh, not only fuck you, but stay with you. So, yeah. Yeah, a lot of guys. I I can just, I don't even know what the original question was. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In real life. God skill. Yeah, but yeah, I know I know so many girls or so many guys, they they don't really understand how much girls actually value sex. Like more than dudes. Girls value sex way more than dudes. Like so it, it's super important to be good in bed and to actually understand like what turn women on in the bedroom, all those other things cuz that's what's going to get her to come and want to be with you the next day and the next day and the next day. But uh that's the one thing I get so many guys like, "Ah, I had a, I I met this girl, everything is going good. Like we had sex and then she just ghosted me i'm like yeah probably because the sex is bad bro like it is what it is yeah and also how you leave it off so there's things that you should do after sex as well so i actually have uh did i record this yet yeah i did okay uh so basically how do you how do you behave after sex but one thing i want to touch on is that women experience sex differently men we have more like latent sexuality like you know like today i woke up with a fucking boner like you know, there's no girl around when I woke up today, but I was just fucking, you know, horny. So right. women have less of that and they have more responsive sexuality. So they, they respond to a man being around them. Um, and also, if you're just talking to a girl, she's going to start getting aroused. So I like, you know, the saying is like, every time you pass a shit test, it's like a rotation on the girl's clitoris. But <laughs> girls become more attracted to you over time. It's like the, their they, attraction is like a volume knob, right? So get more attracted over time um and yeah being good at bed in in bed is is important uh stop watching porn and get if you if you haven't had a lot of sex and you don't know what women want i'd actually advise you to just get a fuck buddy to go out meet a girl that like is pretty good in bed and just fuck her and get really good at fucking her and get into a nice rhythm with that because another a couple things happen too when you get into a rhythm of fucking at least one girl, but preferably more, is that you just start viewing women more sexually, which I know sounds weird, but it's actually a good thing because it is, yeah. you don't you recognize that the whole process of game is basically sex. It's all part of the mating dance. It's all part of this like this play of masculine and feminine energy. So you start coming into your re- <laughs> coming in. <you> <laughs> approaching girls with more swagger or more riz as you young kids call it these days so when you're fully nectared at maximum riz women really feel that energy off of you and they want to have uh coitus with you sooner yeah 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 riz riz is a funny ass word i remember seeing a like i was like what, what is riz i see all the comments riz 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 riz, riz. I'm like what the fuck is this shit oh dude tiktok is fucking hilarious dude Oh, yeah, but after sex, what happens with a lot of guys, if they haven't had sex in a long time, which I think it's like 30% of men haven't had sex in the past uh, year between the ages of 18 and 35. So it's like most of the guys listening to this, you know, they probably haven't had sex in the past year. So what you do is with scarcity, it comes in your mind. And then after you have sex with a girl, your initial thoughts are your brain is basically telling you like mating opportunities are scarce. Lock this girl down so that you can reproduce with her. Um, 
because one of the one of the aspects of human mating is that women have concealed ovulation, which means you don't know when she's got it, she's fertile. So you can't tell. So you basically have to be with a woman for like an entire month. So you're just constantly like shooting loads at her to actually get her pregnant. So your brain is telling you, lock this bitch down, get her pregnant, because you don't have any other fucking options. So what happens yeah. is you, uh, you guys will get this urge. They'll start being needy, possessive after sex and like saying like, hey, when am I going to see you again? Like they yep. just have come. No, nope. They're like, hi, can I see you again? <laughs> so basically you want to resist that urge and just kind of chat nonchalant and just vibe. Yeah. And if you want to get some food, get some food, give a ride home, whatever, but just keep things like very laid back. Yeah, exactly. It's got to be her choice to want to see you again, not yours for sure. Yeah. And do you, so you work out, but do you train any martial arts, like mixed martial arts, jiu-jitsu, wrestling, any of that? Uh, man, I, I should. There, there's actually a guy who's an MMA fighter uh, in my city and he wants to train me, like just do a value exchange so that he can train me and then I'll... Uh, uh, train him in game. So I, I will probably start doing that. No, I should say this. I will do that. However, I want to do that after I launch my online course. Cause I, I have to value my time until that point because it's really intense. It's like, it's like writing a book plus like, and also every video I'm making for this course, I'm trying to make it the best piece of content that exists on it, on that topic. Which means I write down everything that I think is great. I ask all my friends that are great at game what they think. I put the changes in. I make sure I like didn't forget anything. And then I film it and I make it entertaining and edit it and film. It's just like it's a lot of work. Upload it. Yeah. It's like you're writing a book but filming every sentence. <laughs> right. So yeah, but I, I will start because I, I know the things that, that are beneficial about martial arts. Maybe you could talk more about this is that you can uh, you just have more like you're not afraid of conflict, which I'm not in general, but it makes you like there's a whole nother level. Yeah, there's yeah. a whole nother level. Like once you once you understand that, hey, I've, I've lost in a fight, I've won in a fight. You know, you don't really care about winning or losing, right? But when it comes to like actually on the street fights, you know, you look at someone, you'd be like, okay, I can, I can easily beat him. I know how to beat him. I know like what his weaknesses are. I know what my weaknesses are. And it, it, it really just comes down to logic, right? So when you actually get into fight with someone, it's no longer emotional. It's no longer, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to do whatever. It's purely logistical, analytical, and here's what I need to win or even kill the dude, you know? So. Yeah. Well, I got that to look forward to. Killing yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Have you been to a, the, I don't know if you've been to the, the boxer gym. It's like B O X R in Miami. No. Boxer it's, gym. it's like a, it's a huge influencer gym. It's pretty nice. You can get like a free day pass, check it out. But, uh, a lot of the, after, after this, after this video, I'll tell you more, more of the dudes in the manosphere who go there and they, and they like it as well. But, uh, yeah, dude. What do you think of uh, the red pill? Because I know you're not, you don't seem like a, a hardcore red pill dude, um, which is, is pretty great. But do you want to talk more to the dudes who kind of are more on the red pill? Because I know a lot of guys struggle, like kind of getting out of that whole mindset of looking at women as, oh, high body count or, oh, she's a hoe or, or she's a thought or like they get so stuck in the, uh, the, the value system of the red pill and all this other bullshit. Yeah. So I think that it has, it's, I, I view red pill kind of like me, uh, astrology for men. 
So it's no. like astrology probably is pretty useful for a lot of girls to conceptualize the world, but it's not necessarily a hundred percent true. My, I, I always want to just get at the reality of things, right? Um, which I find that the best source of that, uh, at least for dating, is evolutionary psychology by David Buss. Um, what's another one? Like uh, Robert Cialdini's uh, influence and my personal experience and talking to my other friends who are really good at game. Um, so I just kind of combine that together and then I can get at the most accurate representation of the truth. Whereas most red pill, it's like they just read the works of Rolo Tomasi and then they just kind of like repeat the concepts as if it's objective reality, which it isn't. Um, and a lot of things can be better explained like the amount of like moments where I just go like, oh shit, when I read this evolutionary psychology book, it's just infinite because it'll, it'll just tell you things and you'll be like, wow. Like, uh, like for example, the old women with older dudes, they're less likely to be able to procure resources. Therefore they are viewed as unattractive, mm. right? If they're 70 years old about to die, um, <laughs> they're not gonna. So a woman thinks like, if this man gets me pregnant and then it's, you know, three years and I'm having two kids and he dies and it's like cold in the winter. I'm just like stuck alone with my kids and no other man wants to provide me any resources. So it's like, it makes it real for me. But anyway, yeah, back to the red pill stuff. I just feel like a lot of it is thinly veiled misogyny. Like <laughs> what, what I see, you could just, separate what the people are saying from like how they're saying it. Like you can hear some of the, the way that people in the red pill community talk. It's clearly that it's clear that they have like a pain body around women or they're just like, they're like women have provided them some sort of traumatic experience. And now they are fighting against this like experience that they had with this one girl and painting everything with a broad brush. Uh, I also see like a, a lot of just bad arguments um, where they'll just bring up a lot of fallacies. They'll, they'll bring up a lot of what's it called? Uh, uh, straw man. So like they, they bring up a position in a, in a way where it's very easy to, to defeat it and it's not accurately representing what's happening. They also use like a lot of statistics that are kind of just not true or like have been refuted, but there are some great principles, I think, as well. Like one of the principles I like is spinning plates. Like, and that's basically just goes back to abundance. If you have an abundance right. of women, you're not going to let one treat you poorly. Um, actually, I, I, created a, I created a video pretty recently. It was one of the newest videos for my course. is on uh, how to protect yourself while dating. And I basically summarized everything that you need for uh, from Red Pill into a 20-minute video. I think it's actually 25 minutes. But... Uh, you can basically all the lessons you need to learn from or the whole entire red pill community, you can learn in 25 minutes and then move on with your life. The problem is that guys, they, this becomes their new religion where they basically have to go to the sermon every day or every week and just like listen to the people say the same things over and over again. So they can just buy into this like new religious new religion, which also, if you want to go deeper, that's the problem when you, when you, remove religion from a society either intentionally or unintentionally is that people find other things to make into the religion so whether mm. it's crossfit or red pill or astrology like 
people just go into these different avenues and just because human beings, we are naturally religious. So if you are right now listening to this, you're an agnostic atheist, you should ask yourself, what am I actually turning into my new religion? Uh, and I don't believe the solution either is to go f- into a, a, what's it called? An agricultural age religion. Agricultural age religions are like uh, Christianity, Islam, Judaism. And the problem with those is they, agriculture age, you're basically, your strategy for survival is to um, focus on hoarding resources. So you're basically generating excess food to hoard. And you have your animals, you have your property, etc. So when that applies to <clears throat> women as well, it views women more like property, right? That's why you can have like wives, concubines, um, and they're kind of treated like property. Like if you read the Bible and, and the Quran and, and the, what's called the Torah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, my the religion that I would like to have is an animistic religion, and that's the longest held religion in human history is basically like uh believing that everything has a spirit like have you ever seen avatar yeah yeah. but you're you're more like like that yeah you're more spiritual though right you're like more um yeah i'm not i wish i was i i literally i legitimately wish i was more spiritual but uh i I think that's something that i can look into uh once i have uh, a seven-figure business is (laughs) 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 that dedicating more time to spirituality but for right now, I have to defer that. But uh, I think, yeah, I think a lot of things that are spiritual are literally just, it's just reality, right? It's like, yeah. that, and that's that's the thing with animism. They just see the the spirit in everything. Like when you look at a dog's eyes and they're like looking at your face and they're like smiling, like you're not like, this is a non-human, you know, you see that it has some kind of life force energy in it. Yeah. Right? The same with trees, you know, you go in nature, you feel like a certain energy. So that's kind of like animism. I wish I could, I could uh, get into that. But honestly, I think th- this is one of my opinions is that it's my hot take right here. Exclusive. Actually, it's not exclusive. <laughs> I say this all the time, but I think, yeah, uh, mod- modern life has made us uh, more unhappy in a variety of ways. But uh, anyway, you- your original question was on red pill. So let me summarize my thoughts. Yeah, get an abundance of women. Know the difference between fake attraction and real attraction. Don't fuck crazy bitches. Uh, give them the dark triad test. Give them the big five personality test. Don't be with girls long term that are high psychopathy, high openness to experience, low conscientiousness. Uh, have some standards. Uh, yeah, set really strict goals for your game and, and uh, standards for yourself. Treat women well. Don't, uh, you know, be a dick uh also don't sleep with drunk girls and in fact if you have a girl that's like somewhat tipsy literally give her water to sober her up um number one it's going to save your ass if there's some kind of like sexual assault charge and number two drunk girls are fucking gross they smell bad they're bad in bed like i agree for sure definitely yeah drunk girls like they're not even in the moment, you know. You you want a girl who's genuinely attracted to you without the alcohol. Um, that's that's the biggest thing for sure. Obviously, alcohol is cool and fun when you're when you're partying and stuff, but you don't need it. You don't need it to have fun. You don't need it to get girls, and then vice versa with girls getting with you. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Also, if you're gonna do a thirty day challenge and game, like, are you gonna drink every single night that you're gonna go out? <laughs> it's like you're just gonna be a fucking 
you're gonna be a homeless alcoholic by the time you're done with your 30 or 60 day challenge yeah how do how do girls usually react when they find your content probably because most of the girls you know you hook up with they probably search you up on instagram that's how girls are how do they usually react when they find your your videos and stuff well most of the girls i sleep with never find the the videos but really? uh, the ones that i'm with long term i just tell them after the third date i just sit them down and i tell them like you know this is the kind of stuff that i do this is my job i help people i tell them my backstory and then i show them like funny like i show them like stoners picking up girls that that video i shot and then i'll show them like uh like casey neistat video just like the fun ones first and then i'll show them like some of the advice videos and yeah and then every every girl i date long term i don't like put the infield online of but right uh, i only I'll, I'll put date vlogs up with them if they're cool with it um yeah yeah mo you know what's I, I have a funny story for this i gotta get more into stories dude my the way my brain works is i just want the most condensed information just like injected into my brain and i realize that 99 percent of people are not like that they they like stories and anecdotes and you know that helps them learn so Dude, so one of the one of these girls that I met, uh, I actually have been filled over. Uh, I haven't put it out. I'll probably put it in my course though. She's a professional dancer, fucking stunning, D cup tits, like epic ass, just like cute, petite, like fit because she's a dancer, and just like, oh, dude, she was so hot. Uh, so I met her, uh, banged the second time I hung out with her. The first time was just a pull, and it was just like. It was too many people. Right. But uh, anyway, so banged. And then she found my content and she was like, what? Like you do all this stuff. I don't know. I don't feel whatever. The, it's just test. like not about it. And then, so I couldn't get her out, but I met her. I, I had bumped into her again at this nightclub. And uh, I basically just like did the whole thing. I'm like, I framed it. You know, it's like, Hey, there's, you know, like people go to the doctor when they're sick and people, when they, you know, they need dating help, they go to a dating coach. Right. So that's what I do. And it helps guys and whatever. And like, I obviously don't post anything without girls consent and then blah, 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 whatever. So then I just gamed her and then I pulled her again and banged her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, then it's I, a and then again, I was, she's like, I don't know. It's kind of funny. Like once you understand game, you can just like. You basically bang whatever you want. Like, yeah, you just, because attraction is not an option. That scenario, you can change people's opinions and minds and emotions, and you don't really change yeah. a girl's mind. You change her. You change her. What's it called mood. Change yeah, mood. I mean, it, it, exactly. Like, attraction is not an option. She's she's already attracted to you. She already hooked up with you. It's basically just a shit test to see if you have the balls or not to, you know, be a pussy about it and be like, well, oh. It's also she doesn't want she doesn't want the so social blowback on her friend when her friends find out about it and stuff. So exactly, she, some yeah. girls just don't want to get involved with a guy like me, and that's completely fine, right? Um, you know, I, there's a lot of girls that I don't want to get involved with. So it's like it's her decision at the end of the day. If you know, obviously, yeah, like you said, attraction is not a choice. She's still attracted to me, but logically, women women make decisions about uh, relationships logically, and they'll go huh like social issues with my friends them judging me also like do i want a boyfriend at this point in my life i'm super busy i'm trying to do xyz and whatever so yeah and that's that's fine right i don't need to have every girl being my girlfriend like 
<laughs> dude i i once had like it's two many. girlfriends at the same time and it was it was literally a nightmare it was just so yeah. uh time consuming like i'd be like all right baby good night hey girlfriend too what's <laughs> up it's just like you're just more messaging and uh yeah and then problems and jealousy but funny enough what they say as uh Jealousy is most pronounced when it's newly realized and competitive. So the one time in my life that I've been woken up back to back with blowjobs was from my two girlfriends. They're like, <laughs> and like they and they never did it any other day, but it was like one day I had one girl sleepover and she girls are like, they can just tell. I don't know what it is, but they 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 also have they're more intuitive. I can, yeah, with their emotions. Go into the reasons for that. Yeah, they're, they're way better. Women are just better. In every they're, way. No, they're just better when it comes to like the emotional stuff, bro. It's crazy. Like they're on another yeah. level. Naturally, like yeah. it's crazy. They they can bullshit test any guy. It's too simple. But what do you think of uh Andrew Tate blown up? Yeah, I think I, I like a lot of his stuff. Um what, let me go into what I like. I like that he has a strong message for guys, but wait, let me go into this. Let's see. There's <laughs> a strong message for men, you know, that you should, you know, believe in yourself. Uh, you should have a strong mindset. You should go after what you want. It's okay to be masculine. It's okay to be a man. Uh, it's okay to want like fucking hot girls and driving fast cars or whatever. Um, I think he's the best salesman that I've, he, he's the best salesman I've ever seen. Yeah. Like the way he frames things is God tier. Like he, you listen to a podcast with him. The beginning of the podcast, you're like, who is this guy? By the end of the podcast, you're like, if I don't buy this man's course in every tier that he offers, I'm going to be dying alone as a virgin in a field while like vultures just eat my corpse. But if I join him, I'm going to be part of this like inner circle of just winners. Everything's going to be warm and inviting and awesome. And I'm going to make tons of money. I'm going to have fucking my dick's going to smell like you know, 17 bitches <laughs> by 2 p.m. Like, it's so funny. And it's like, if I ever I need anything, I just call upon this network. And so it's he the way he frames things is like God tier. Like, I think by watching him, you just become you naturally become a better salesperson because you just see uh, if you can see what he's doing. Um, I've never bought any of his courses, so I can't uh, talk about that. But I think he's a great salesperson is a good message and he's just, he's pretty cool. Right. He's very likable, yeah. funny. Uh, downsides are he doesn't read books. So he says stupid shit all the time. Uh, an example would be, he'll be like 200, 300 years ago when like, or no, he'll be, even if he said, sometimes he'll be like 3000 years ago, everyone was hunting for survival. It's like, dude, what are you talking about? The agriculture revolution happened 10,000 years ago. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He gets like so many things wrong like that on a specific level or like a, a scientific level or historical level that I'm just like, if you're a smart person listening to him, like obviously take things with a grain of salt. Um, and I think it's, it's good to pay attention to what he does rather than what he says in a lot of ways. Right. It's kind of like Ty Lopez. Instead of just listening to what Ty Lopez says, look at what he's doing. Look at how he markets. Look at how he sets up his sales pages. Look at how Andrew Tate sells. Look at how he frames things. 
Um, yep. Yeah. And you can learn a lot from, from that. Um, a lot of people naturally fall into the role of, of looking for a, a male father figure because a lot of guys don't have strong role models these days. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so they kind of have like a surrogate father figure in Andrew Tate. Right. Yeah. So it's been an hour. I know you wanted to do a, an hour long meeting. Is there anything you wanted to say before we finish up this podcast? I can keep going if you want. I don't care. We can talk Fuck about it. Anything. Send it. Send it. Okay. You do like another I'm, 30 minutes and then I should probably film my alcohol video. <laughs> hell yeah. So I remember uh, seeing a video of you in a wheelchair and that's, and it's funny because before I saw the video of you doing the wheelchair, I was like, holy shit. I used to do, I used to like fuck around in wheelchairs at like knots. I don't know if you've been to not scary farm or like an amusement park, but we just, we would act retarded and they'd give us a wheelchair and then we'd skip the whole entire line to go on the <laughs> roller coaster. <laughs> and then, uh, before you know while we're on the wheelchairs we're always picking up chicks having girls sit on our laps on the wheelchair it, it's a funny thing it's like and, it's, and it shows like dude so many guys make excuses to pick up girls like if i was really in a wheelchair and i even saw guys in real wheelchairs because they're like actually crippled in clubs having girls fucking twerk on them and shit and like there's no excuse for you how you look you know your abilities like there's no excuse to not get girls yeah i i won't sugarcoat i the one of the things is like if a girl sees it, I'm, like I was legitimately in a wheelchair for, for that because I injured myself playing ultimate Frisbee. Oh shit. But <laughs> after, uh, but it only took me like one to two months to get better. Um, okay. I like injured my foot. I couldn't like flex my foot upward, but, um, anyway, but one of the things, if she sees a guy like me and I can like, you know, I can still like walk kind of but it's a slow and it's just an injury and i'm gonna get better that i think that's different than a guy that's like wheelchair bound for life uh, they can obviously still make it work but i i don't want to sugarcoat it it's gonna be harder for a guy that you know is not able-bodied because women want to like walk with you and you know maybe go on a hike or go to the beach and like there are things that complicate that um uh, the more handicapped you uh become um you know, they talk about like male privilege or whatever. I think there's literally like, there definitely is like able-bodied privilege. Right? Yeah, there is. I guess there's also handicap privilege too. If you're skipping lines and getting handicapped par parking passes. So it's everything has its, has its own perks. But um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that, that's a good note to end on. But yeah, I think it's, uh, it's, uh, it's more difficult for them, but they can make it work. That's at the end of the... Yeah, I mean... Even them going out and being being confident in themselves is like a very important thing. So many guys are just so fearful to go even talk to a girl. It's ridiculous. I remember when I did my first um, like video with a dude, and he's never even gotten a girl's number. And I was like, dude, holy shit! There's like guys in fucking wheelchairs pulling bitches. Like, you at least <laughs> gotta get the girls. Yeah, at least get the girls' fucking number. He was like so scared. And then you know we I had him talk to like twenty plus girls in the mall. And uh, at the end of the day, he was like, oh, okay, it's not that big of a deal. But so many guys are so fearful. So, you know, just that example in, uh, alone is is pretty powerful. Yeah, I think a really good frame to have around, just in life in general is just to assume that you should be able to do things. Like yeah. um, whatever one other person could do, you can do as well. Like I, I have a, a boat club I belong to now, so I can just take boats out whenever I want. And before I was literally just like, I want a boat. That seems cool. I want to fuck a girl on a boat. Like, and then I had my buddy who had a boat and he was like, dude, just 
boost out into the water and then like you're just in the ocean you can fuck the girl and then you can come back explore an island with her it's like i don't know it just sounded really cool and then i'm like listen people have boats somehow they all figured out how to have boats i am not so stupid that i can't figure out how to get a boat so i figured out how to do it and i did it took all the tests did all the stuff and yeah so whatever state you mind to, you can you can do. One thing with game, it is it it involves a lot more anxiety than other things because we didn't evolve to approach strangers. But every other part of game is natural. You're supposed to connect with women. You're supposed to be a leader. You know, uh, you're supposed to yeah you know, do all of it. The one thing is the approaching is is not natural. So by desensitizing yourself, you can uh, adjust your brain to approaching strangers and the best way to do that is with the desensitization protocol where you have basically one to two weeks where you go out and progressively desensitize yeah in my course i have like uh two programs for that one is like if you just want to go balls deep or balls in and then one is a slow <laughs> slower desensitization but yeah and they, they can find all these uh courses and everything on your website which is austinsummers.com or yeah, austinsummers.com or just check out YouTube, Austin Summers. Yeah. And then uh, another thing you talked about was self-amusement and self-entertainment, which is pretty – it works 100% of the time, um, especially when you're just trying to have fun be goofy. And, yeah, because girls are going to notice that, hey, this guy's having fun. He doesn't give a fuck. Like, speak more on um, self-amusement and, like, how you kind of word it and stuff like that for YouTube. Yeah. So self-amusement is the process of make yourself feel good, laugh, have fun from an understanding of what, you know, makes you laugh. And then you kind of just use it to get into the zone, but you can also use it in a variety of other contexts that make it really effective. One of which is like, anytime you're doing something that puts high social pressure on a girl or a group, you can use humor to make it, uh, be okay example would be like you know you're everyone's laughing having a good time and then you get into an elevator to go upstairs and it's just like quiet and kind of awkward and you're just like staring at each other really close you know funny thing to say is just like nobody fart you know and then everyone <laughs>, laughs and then and then you can kind of like loosen up that way so uh, another thing i'd say when i when i would pull is like <clears throat> right before entering i'd be like guys uh just so you know my grandma's sleeping so just try to be quiet uh she said that she baked cookies for all of us so we're gonna check that out but um and then obviously <laughs> there's no grandma but so you like you, you can you can fuck around in a way that it makes it more uh kind of like it takes the girl's mind off of like scary or high pressure things um but yeah it's not the magic bullet of game it's just basically like a way to have fun and I yeah. think the, one of the biggest things for guys warming up, like guys don't understand that they should warm up. And that's, I think that's the reason why the alcohol industry exists is because people don't know the, the, like how to do a five to 10 minute warm up uh, before game. Um, what, once you get really, really good at game, you don't need to warm up as much. You kind of like the amount of warm up time you have just decreases, you know, until it's basically nothing. And then you're basically warming up with the first girl that you talk to. But in the beginning, it's really important to have that so that you just have a default way of getting into the zone. So like um, it kind of it does kind of go in hand with uh, social momentum, because if you're warming up, you're building social momentum. 
So you're just talking to a bunch of people on the way to the venue. If you're cracking jokes, you're laughing, you're loosening up, you're getting more in your body. You know, uh, you're not going to be thinking about, oh my God, what if I approach this girl like everyone makes, oh. like you want to get out of that energy as much as possible. Um, and yeah, your internal state's contagious, right? So if you're having a great time, women are going to feel that off of you. But this is the, so this is, this is like one of the core concepts of the second phase of game. First phase of game is desensitization. Second phase of game is vibe. Third phase of game is sex, sexualizing. So if you have, if you're able to joke and laugh and have a great time with girls and vibe with them, then on top of that goodwill and good energy, you can start sexualizing. If from the beginning, you're just like, Hey, oh. like it's just too much. Right. Cause there's no, there's no fun associated with it. Yeah. But just if sexual you stack on top is. of the fun, the sexualizing, then you have a great interaction. So deal. And how, how long do you see yourself doing YouTube for like, for how long do you see yourself doing YouTube and the dating coaching? Um, how, how long do you see yourself doing this stuff? Yeah, probably for like maybe three, three to five more years. I'm just, I'm going to do it enough until I can afford a large piece of land. And then I'm going to have like two or three base trad wives to live with me on this plot of land and have a bunch of animals, you know, have like a nice stream nearby, uh, live in the beauty of nature, have some trad wives, uh, Based. live off the grid. <laughs> Based. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, and maybe have enough money to do some traveling, but, uh, no, I pro probably, I don't know. I, I don't really see myself quitting because this is what I've sunk a decade of my life into. So, yeah. uh, and I feel like it's one of those things like you're kind of working on it right now. Like the insights that you're going to be able to give to guys, you know, five, 10 years from now is going to be like, you're going to look back at like yourself today and be like, what the fuck? You know, yeah. the same thing with me 10 years from now, I'm going to be able to have more wisdom. So it's just kind of like your wisdom grows and you're able to solve people's problems a lot faster. Like, you know, I'll get some guy who's like fucking borderline suicidal. And then, you know, four months later, he's got like a fucking hot girlfriend. And yep. it's like, you know, you see the transformation, you're able to solve people's problems. You're able to tell distill down to exactly what they need to do to make it happen. Uh, it's kind of rewarding in that sense. And then, it's like, I, I don't know. It is kind of exciting for me, the thought of doing something else. But then I also think that that's probably entrepreneurial ADHD where you're just like, oh, this would be cool to do. And this would be cool to do. You know, like you see all those. Honestly, I do feel like they're losers. They're, the guys that just like, they move from like e-commerce to fucking drop shipping to crypto and then NFTs blew up. So like NFTs and now NFTs are kind of a, not a big thing anymore. So now they're doing content and then, then they're going into AI. It's just like they, yeah, they're they, late. they don't stick. Yeah, they don't stick to anything long enough to see the the rewards from it. Yeah, and they that's another thing. Yeah, they they show up late or they show up late to the party or whatever yep. they're doing. <laughs> like what's what's exactly. his name? John D. Rockefeller, the oil titan. Mm. He grew up absolutely broke, poor, and he uh, got into the oil industry. But back then, the oil industry was just used for lamps. And when you mm. think about it, lamps were dying out because the adoption of electricity and electric light bulbs were were kicking in. So like it was kind of like destined to for him just to be making less money in the future. 
But what happened is as the light bulbs came in, the, uh, the automobile kicked in. So he ended up from being poor in a, in a industry that was shrinking to being the richest person in human history. Cause he got there early. It's kind of interesting. Nice. What do you think about this? Like the dynamic between men and women today? Cause I, I know like back then, right. When there was actually war, you know, guys were more masculine cause they were actually forced to be in those masculine roles and women were forced to be in the more feminine roles. Now today you see, you start to see more guys acting more feminine and more women acting more masculine, obviously due to feminism and weak men. But what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. So I, I think that the, this is another thing is like, I think people misattribute the cause of things a lot of the time. Um, like feminism maybe didn't cause the, uh, a worse behavior of women toward men. Feminism may itself be a, a result of uh, population shift. It may be a, a result of uh, uh, economic development. So for example, um, do, do you know about like the, what is that fucking net, the name's slipping my mind right now, but it's like basically this different phases of a country's development change its birth rate. For example, like, um, when you're developing as a developing country, you're going to have a lot more people, ha girls having kids, man, I can't speak anymore. Uh, but you're having, you're having more. They're having more kids. Probably like, how old are you? Are you like 23? I'm, I'm 19. Oh, you're 19. Okay. So yeah, probably your, then your grandparents um, or your great grandparents, they probably had a lot of kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like the fuck, yeah. like over 10, bro. <laughs> yeah. So my dad had four brothers and my mom had five sisters. So Damn. like, and then you got into like, you, you probably are what an only child or you have a brother or a sister. Um, I have, I have a few siblings, um, so a few half siblings as well, but yeah, nothing more than like five. Yeah. And then now it's like very few people are like, who, who do you know that's having kids? It's like, it's pretty, it's rare. Dude. It's, it doesn't seem that, that, uh, <laughs> that common from the people I know. So there's things that happen that are just a result of like economic development because now we're like a post-industrial nation in the economic information age. So like, I think a lot of those things are just a result of that. So for example, like you asked about how men and women uh, interact. So I do, this is one of the things where I think Andrew Tate is correct. He says that uh, once men and women go closer to like, uh, it's closer to survival, like you're in a survival situation, they revert yeah. back to their gender roles. Yeah. Um, we're not like, we're not in hard times, like hard times create strong men, right? So we're not in hard times. There's no war, right? So like back in caveman days, like he says, um, that's when guys actually had to survive and be in their masculine roles, you know? And that's, that's the one thing he talks about. But yeah, and then even for us, like we have cycles, you know? So, you know, good times create weak men and the weak men create hard times. So it's a, it's a continuing, continuous cycle with also technology, like you said, and industrialization, right? So it, it all like is all together. It's a full cycle. So like when guys start to become more weak, guys start to become more feminine, that's when society falls apart, you know, just like in Rome, um, when they started to go into all the transgender stuff and they started to, you know, mix all this weird bullshit together, that's when it all fell apart from the inside. So many people are so worried about other countries attacking us, but that's not really how, how it works, you know, it's, it's always falling apart from the inside. So, 
Well, that's, there, that's one there's, thing. there's a couple things with that too. What if I love this, this quote, it's like a lot of people are worried about world war three starting, but what if I told you that world war three has been going on for the past 20 years? Yeah. And it's just been <laughs> like a different form. So one way of thinking about attacking is like a, a, a physical or like military threat. But what if, what if you're doing cyber attacks or what if you're seeding resentment? Like, you know about those like Russian trolls and like they'll put I mean, dude, like two, China, pro, they'll, two Facebook yeah, China's doing it right uh, now. pages and they'll put them like across the, across the street from each other, like a protest and they just go at it. So yeah. Like, like we're at a war with like social media and technology, dude. Like if you, if you open TikTok in America, a brand new account, I even told my buddy, create a new account, see what's, what's going to be on your for you page. Ass, titties, ass, titties. In China, they don't do that shit. They have videos of like kids doing math and like other shit. Um, and it's only us. Like it's a total attack on like what, what kids are seeing on, on technology and like what we're also being censored to see. Like they're censoring Andrew Tate. They're censoring other information. And they only want you to see like all this weird shit. Like most of the ads on YouTube, I don't know if you've seen like the ads on YouTube. It's like some dudes wearing makeup and some weird shit. Like it's a total, it's a total war on people's minds. Yeah, you know what's weird too as a result of that is that people want to leave. So it's think about this, or at least for me, my family like for generations have been in America. Uh, at least going back four generations, like many of them came in like the early 1900s from like uh, Europe. But even then, it's like each generation they wanted to stay in America, and I may be the first generation that moves out of America. Yeah. Right. Isn't yeah. that weird? Yeah. And it's like you're you're in a society that like everything like works, it functions, except the social fabric of the society is kind of a little weird and off, and the dating market's kind of bad. So yeah, like, that's what I'm every, saying. Like that's what else leads in America. I don't, I'm not really worried about. Like I don't know. I mean, but that's that's the thing that leads to like a whole society falling apart is because all the guys who understand like. I don't want to be here, right? I don't want to be in America. You don't want to be in America. You're seeing like there's better countries. So when all these great dudes leave and all these people who actually understand and they start to leave, they don't want their families being in the school system because, dude, the school system is totally brainwashing yeah. kids. The families start to leave and what's left? It's a bunch of like well, you total just got, feminists. You just got out of school. So why don't you, are, are there things that they were like telling you in school that now you look at and you're like, what the bro, fuck? I was programmed. Bro, I got canceled by my entire high school because I was <laughs> making videos like this shit. Like my whole high school, all my teachers, all like everyone in my high school, the whole state of California tried canceling me because I was making videos trying to make, wow. you know, try, yeah, trying to tell guys to better themselves and telling women to not be total hoes if they want to get foreign life you know <laughs> and i got i got canceled by like my whole entire high school like dude total brainwashing like it, it's it's on another level for sure yeah but we're, do they teach you anything in school about like like the this the one thing that uh conservative guys are really worried about sending their children to school is like they talk about like a trans unicorn and like dude no <laughs> like giving like kids books about like was that was that what they were doing? Yeah, dude, they'll they like they they tried to like teach you about like transgenderism and all this other weird stuff. They try to teach you about like some stuff that's not even a related closely to school. Like even in science, like they were trying to tell us how men and women are exactly the same, we're completely equal. And I got in trouble because I stood up and said, "No, we're not fucking equal." Like if I punch this girl in the face and she punches me in the face, that's not like it's it's not even close to the amount of power. Like I even like. 
the science class, our English teachers, it's so, it's so liberal. It's so like, it's like straight up communism, bro. Like they're just forcing a bunch of bullshit. Interesting. Yeah. I think all that stuff kind of started in when I was in my like first year of college, cause there was just, there was this thing called the slut walk and I was in some group, uh, like at school and they were talking about like, we go to March and we're doing this and like, it's okay to be a slut and, da, da, da. and then. I was just like, is this is a bit weird, no? And uh, yeah, I don't know. Some people buy this stuff hook, line, sinker. They don't really think. They just, if other people are saying it, they just can parrot it and and go with it. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's one of the reasons why people are leaving. Like they, they, they think like, do I want my child being raised in a society like this? Like it's kind of gross and weird. And It is weird. You know, it's scary too. You're like, I'm giving my child to this school system that's going to like enforce brainwash them. It's going to like, yeah, send basically like weird opinions down its throat when uh, my kid should be learning like things that are going to help him in life. Yeah. And even if you are also, like in the, the fucking school system, so outdated in general. Yeah. It's, it's, it's by, it's by the government, bro. Like, yeah. Uh, like you're going to trust the government 20 years to, to, to adapt to anything. Yeah, not only that, it's like the government. They don't want you to be successful. They don't want you to be an entrepreneur. They don't want you to not be brainwashed. You know, they want you to be a part of the system. They want you to be a worker. They want you to believe in all this feminist crap to get women to work for them. Because at the end of the day, it's all about money, dude. Like they understand, like if they get more girls to go to college and then go to work, cool, more money in their pockets. You know, if they can get girls to um, be more sexually free and put marriage aside cool more money for them because the girls are gonna be working longer you know they're not gonna be married to a dude that has money you know so it's at the end of the day, it's more money in their pockets yeah and i, I think another thing with that though what, what is it uh never mind i want to go too deep into that uh, <laughs> uh yeah I, man i don't know why it, it's the school system hmm. that that's the, that's something i should like re research more because it's fucking weird. Oh, but yeah, I want this is what I want to talk about. The passport bros and my friend, he he uh uh my friend David, yeah, I don't know if you know David Bond, but he he invented this term like passport pilled. He's like, you know, there's red pill, there's black pill, and then there's like passport pill. It's like right, it's like everything's better when you leave. But I actually don't agree with that. I think that every place has its own pros and cons. Like, yeah, one of the great things about being in a western country is that you have good air quality. Like when, dude, when I was living in Colombia, like unable to breathe, I had like an air filter, air conditioner, plus like a air filtering mask on, like just to breathe. It's like, it gets really bad there. Uh, Cause they, they, certain countries just don't value nature. They don't value air quality, food quality, water quality. Like if you go to Mexico city, you can't drink the water. The food makes you vomit. And the air is like, pure toxic like haze so it's like there's definitely advantages in, in america <laughs> yeah good, pretty pretty good legal system uh like the you know at least in certain states the, they enforce the law um i don't know clean air it's fun cool people uh people speak english um i don't know there's definitely some pros but then it depends on what you value the most like for a lot of guys, they're going to say, I don't give a fuck about any of that. I just want to go where fucking hot girls are feminine and will date me. 
and I'm not being like, I'm not having some SJW, like, you know, brainwash me with some propaganda <laughs> or as Andrew yeah. Tate would say, the slave programming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Try to put it in my brain. <laughs> actually, uh, I, well, here's one of the things that I, I actually have an exercise on my immersion right now. I call it the Andrew Tate exercise. You basically, uh, we give you a topic and then we flip a coin and then you have to create a rant based on that. So like one of the things about him, he'll, he'll just like, he'll take a topic like sushi and then make a rant about how sushi is like, you know, sushi, there's no power in sushi. It's, it's going to make you weak, blah, blah, blah. And then, so like we'll, we'll, I'll literally take those topics and I'll just flip like a coin and have a student, uh, uh, go on a rant because it's one of the, one of the things that he does really well or Andrew Tate back to that earlier thing was he speaks with complete conviction mm. which is an important thing for game because if you're leading someone you're not going to be like oh, I don't know maybe uh, I don't know I think it's over here like you just want to <laughs> be like no this is the way we're going yeah let's go come on <clears throat> so you want to lead with like certainty and authority and speak with conviction so like you could take the same sushi example and flip it the other way if you don't eat sushi, you're a fucking bitch. What are you afraid of? Fish? Raw fish? You know, your your body's so weak you can't handle raw fish. Also, think about the amount of strength that you get out of sushi. Think of a salmon swimming upstream for miles and miles and days just to bust a fat nut in this river. Like, you know, you could you could take it either way. So Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it's good to be it's good to be polarizing. I think so much so many guys today, especially online, like people are afraid to be polarizing or controversial. Um, but obviously, we've seen that dude controversy is probably the greatest thing for marketing, yeah. dude, like, there's nothing better. Like, and I, I one that's one thing I learned when I got canceled, like when everyone was like, trying to cancel me, oh, this guy's massage, oh, this guy's sexist, oh, this guy doesn't know anything about girls, like, that's the greatest thing. It really does show you like, who's on your side and who's not which people to avoid, you know, which people to surround yourself with. And it's, it's a really powerful and awesome thing, um, for sure. Did you make any videos about you getting canceled? Uh, I have a few podcasts. If I'll, I'll okay. follow my, uh, that would be, that would be an interesting video. If you just sat down and you just did like 10 minutes, like here's how I got canceled. And it like had some footage or some articles or some like, uh, I don't know. I I'll, I'll make it, I'll make a legit video. I'll make a legit video, but I have a few like Instagram posts of when it was happening. If you follow the, uh, the Alphas Only Club Instagram page, I'll accept you to it. It's like completely private. It's a bunch of low key underground stuff, but uh, I'll I'll put you in that, and you could you could see some of the the videos Why stuff back private? in the day. I keep that one private purely for uh, my gr private group of guys. So guys have to uh, pay to get into that Instagram and oh. as well as the Discord, um, because there's a bunch of information on there that is definitely not gonna be okay for Instagram, you know. And that's why I have multiple pages that are public to promote, like for marketing and stuff. But that page is just more for private because I've had it for like the longest time. I don't want it to get banned. So, yeah. Damn, dude. So you you legitimately grew up on the internet. Yeah, like even like before um, this, I was I was always doing stuff online. I was always doing Photoshop, video editing, um, and things like that. Um, yeah. So I, I yeah. when I was your age, I was just like listening to economics lectures for hours on end. <laughs> yeah, dude, I did not want to go to college, bro. I was like, yeah, fuck, fuck going to college for sure. This fuck is even shit. outside of college. I was just, I, I followed the Mises Institute 
and it was i think it was before even podcasts were like a thing or at least popularized mm-hmm. and i would just go to their website and listen to like a long audio thing but yeah how old are you right now i'm 10 years older older than you no way you look young yeah. as fuck that's crazy thanks ben i eat all organic good good i eat a lot of collagen and ass <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. So it's been an hour and a half. Do you want to, you want to say anything to the boys before we end off this, this amazing podcast? Uh, what, what, what did we cover? What ground did we cover here? Uh, Riz, we covered Riz. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Develop your Riz. (laughs) The end. Yeah. I guess the main message of this was what, that you can get better at a game. You can meet girls that you're attracted to. Uh, and, uh, it's okay to go on tangents. And if you have ADHD like me, you can still succeed. There we go. <laughs> Deal. All right. See you, boys.